I'm here with Dada Pranavatmakananda. Namaskar, thank you. You've literally interviewed over hundreds of magis and workers about their spiritual and Baba experiences. Tell me, what is the best experience that you can remember? <coughs> it's about Dada Kyananji, uh, who was uh, a homeopathic doctor working, running a clinic in Tilajala uh, Ashram. <coughs> he, is, he was a very good homeopath and uh, for some reason I did not do his reminiscence recording. I thought that uh, what he is telling may be a bit exaggerated, so that was why I was hesitant to do his recording. Uh, in the year 2004, May, May or June I think, yeah, it's May. I was on tour, when I came back I heard that Dada Karan is very seriously sick. He was uh, having stage 4 cancer and the doctor had told him that uh, he would survive all year around uh, 2 to 3 months maximum. When I heard that, I was really very sad for two reasons. One is that a senior Dada is going to live. Then another thing is that suddenly dawned on me, which I never thought before, that is, uh, I have not done his recording. I never thought seriously about it before. I thought I have not done his recording and uh, it was, now everything is going to be lost with him. I felt very guilty about it, that such an important man with a lot of close association with Baba, Oh, he is going to do. He is going to die without my recording his reminiscence of Baba. Uh, he was. He is a very senior worker. He became Margi in '64. He became worker in '66. He was also central worker when Baba was giving demonstrations in Ranchi. He was uh, Baba's PA number two on two, two occasions. So he had a lot of uh, contact with Baba. And now I'm going to lose all that. So that, the magnitude of that loss dawned on me only at that time. Though earlier I was thinking about it, but it never, I never bothered, felt bothered about it for some strange reason. And then uh, I, and my mind was so restless because of that. I mean, it was my blunder that uh, because of that he is going to go away with all the and the pressures of Baba that he has got in his mind. <clears throat> As I was so restless, I thought uh, something I should do to salvage whatever I can. So I went to him with a, a register where I used to note down all the uh, points of recording, all the reminiscence that I would record. Because people cannot remember all at one time. And sometimes their thoughts are not organized. So I had to ask a lot of questions and all, make them remember. And when they do it, I note down the points, one or two lines. And when everything is over, I set up the camera and the recording equipment and start recording on the basis of that. So I went with the, that register and when I went to his room, I saw his condition was really very bad. He was not even able to speak properly, he was lying down. His voice was so feeble. 
his face indicated that uh, life is already life force is already almost out and uh, he, he is only verge of death that was what was uh, apparent from his uh, appearance so uh, i was feeling that in this situation what is that he can tell he will he be able to say anything i was uh, hesitant and because he is not he was not able to even talk properly his voice was so feeble is uh, you know you are right i was trying to enquire about his condition then he said no i'm suffering from severe pain in his stomach the liver area and that is where the cancer started first and it spread to all the nearby organs and the stomach spleen and all and finally even the bone marrow was affected so he said that i am unable to bear the pain of it and uh, doctor had told that i will survive for 2 3 months but i won't die in 2 days because this pain is so unbearable and i felt very sad what could i do i only just continue not to console him i said uh, can i just think about baba and uh, and uh, he will grace you something very superficially i said i know that uh, nothing is going to help him help him in any way even the thinking about baba i don't i didn't think that is going to alleviate his pain or anything and then after that i was just pre- preparing to get up to leave the room then some very strong voice from within was telling me don't give up if you give up everything will be gone that is so forceful no? <clears throat> it was virtually you know preventing me from leaving as if it was forcing me to sit down then uh, i was wondering what is it it's not something which i am voluntarily thinking something is ex- some external force is forcing me to sit down and then try not to give up and then i thought what to do there nothing i can get from him it is very obvious his energy is almost almost zero he is not able to speak is very feeble voice and he is suffering from the pain how can he think about all those things the old uh, 50 years 40 years memories how can he have so then i i was wondering what to do i changed. i started then uh, slowly introducing the matter i told akanji i don't feel proper to talk to you about this now but still i am telling i have not done your recording of baba's reminiscences and i know i am at fault and uh, no, i apologize for that but please Uh, what uh, some of the most beautiful experience of baba at least for half an hour you say something i know i knew that uh, he can't speak for half an hour at all it was impossible <coughs> i thought uh, that whatever i can get let me try and of course at the same time i was almost hopeless i didn't think that anything is anything really useful i'll be able to get from him so then uh, the moment i said that uh, i saw some tremendous reaction on his face and then you know, in that very feeble voice he was telling that i told you several times do my recording you are ignoring me now i am on my deathbed and uh, now you are telling me to tell me about my reminiscences i can't even think my pain is the only thing that dominates my mind now i can't think i can't you know recollect all things my mind is 
not going to go and recall all those in all those incidents so how can i tell you all that so please don't disturb me now the time is over you have done done long way i told you several times it is true he asked me at least three four times why i was not doing the recording and i told him bluntly some two times that you know i don't believe some of the things that you are telling <clears throat> i have doubt serious doubt about the the facts 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 of about that so i don't feel like recording it that is very arrogant of me to say that i should not have done that and uh, then uh, he was used to get angry with me at that time so then at the time he reminded me i told you several, several times and you you were ignoring me i said i am at fault i apologize please at half an hour what you can remember the most beautiful experience of our cluster <clears throat> and then he said i am not able to even uh, no talk to you when talking to is a drain of energy and i am so weak and so you please don't disturb me anymore then uh, i was requesting please please like that uh, pleading again and again then he said do you have any sympathy for me seeing my condition i said definitely then can you do one thing if i say i said definitely i'll do please tell me please leave this room and don't come to my room until you hear that i am dead that is something even i cannot even accept no i and i knew i am so cruel i have been so rude and cruel with him that's why that is forcing him to speak like that after that uh, how is it possible for anybody to continue to persuade him to speak some and even after all the persuasion i know nothing is going to come out because of his physical condition physical and mental condition so i know it's a futile attempt there no need of not torturing him like that so when he said that i thought now let me withdraw let me not let me allow him to die in peace so i folded my the register and i was about to get up again that same thought same voice from within don't give up if you give up everything will be gone see the, here i want to tell you one thing <clears throat> what i was thinking before i was when i was planning to get up and this thought don't give up if you give up everything will be gone there are two separate things It's not that it is an extension of my earlier thought uh, that uh, somehow I should do, may, make him say something. They are totally opposite. No, I want to get. Yeah, somebody is telling. I didn't want to do. I didn't want. I didn't want to torture him. And here, uh, somebody is telling. No, don't give up. Don't give up. If you give up, everything will be gone. So I didn't want to stay there because I know I am torturing him. i did not i didn't want to uh, torture him anymore because he is suffering like anything and i want to leave him in peace but this the voice from within was forcing me to do something which i didn't want to do and uh, then again just so forceful that i had to sit and again try try to convince him then i kept on only thing i kept on doing was apologizing please sorry i am at fault like that i am blaming myself i was blaming myself and then another thing i did was reducing the time half an hour 25 minutes 20 minutes slowly slowly i was trying to reduce and then trying to convince him 
and he was only telling one thing please don't trouble me i'm suffering like anything don't 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 bother me anymore let me in, be in, leave me in peace i know a man in that situation so much pain almost hopeless death is just before him and you now what is the state of mind i can very well imagine and you know at the time to ask a person to think about those most sacred memories of your life which had happened several decades ago it is you know so unnatural actually and uh, and i knew nothing is going to come out of that so in the course of my persuasion every time i tried at least some another three four times i attempted to get up and the uh, same thing happened don't give up if you give up everything will be gone <clears throat> and then i was in a dilemma what to do that voice was so forceful and some i felt that some other external force is telling me because it's not my voice it's not i who was thinking like that i somebody else is telling me don't give up and then after so then I, i kept on reducing the time from half an hour 25 minutes 20 minutes 15 minutes every time i know to at least make him angry i kept up to 5 minutes and then finally i i said 5 minutes will speak something most beautiful of your experience of 5 minutes then also he was telling no please go he was not agreeing to it even at one stage when my i was not letting him go and he was so annoyed he had fired the energy he was actually speaking the last drop of the energy actually he had fired the energy i would beat him with my staff and throw him out of my room and it was actually anybody would have done that what I, what i was doing was so cruel anybody would have done that and i would have never blamed him for that but uh, what to do <laughs> i am helpless that force you telling me don't give up can't give up and i didn't know that whether this voice within has any purpose that which i later on understood of course at that time i didn't know why i am being prevented from getting up <coughs> so after half an hour almost then he saw that i'm not going to give up he said okay i'll speak for 5 minutes he agreed then uh, i said okay and all the, all the while i was thinking that he will tell the most important experience of baba then i uh, said he said please help me to sit and i helped uh, lifted him he couldn't even do that and he uh, put some pillows behind and he was reclining on the wall then uh, he asked okay now tell me what do you want to know actually that was not what i was expecting also because i told tell the most beautiful experience of my life and most surprising was when he asked that my reply was still more surprising i said how did you come in anandmarga that is a thing which i ask if i do detail recording of people all that is the almost the first question i asked, how did you come whether you had any spiritual background this that like that now who is racharya what did you get initiated all these kind of backgrounds i try to probe first so that is the thing i simply it was like a blurting out without my even being conscious about it when it happened then i said oh what a blunder i have done 
by the time he finishes how he came in anand marga that five minutes will be over and then he will say oh, i don't disturb me anymore i have spoken for five minutes then what will i do i should have told him tell me the most beautiful experience of yours that's what i was thinking all along all this three hours that this half an hour 30 minutes i was thinking about that only but when the actual time time came and he asked me tell me what do you want to know this is what i blurted out so i felt so foolish and uh, but by the time he was already talking and uh, he was narrating some very touching experience of his before he got uh, he came in contact with anand maharaj and it was very some miraculous event and uh, he started crying speaking about that and then uh, he paused for a while and again continued <clears throat> so five minutes ten minutes the time was as the time passed i, I thought any time he will stop now he will stop now he will stop i was praying come on continue a little more <laughs> i was every, at every moment i was praying you are not recording this no i am not recording i didn't carry my camera i didn't carry any of my equipments audio or video i was only noting down in my register because i never thought i'll be able to record and first or secondly i didn't know what was his position i when i went to him i never expected that there will be any any situation where i can do the recording i thought the maximum i can get is he will tell something very feebly i'll note down in my own voice i'll do the recording that is what i had planned for at that time because i was already briefed that his condition is very bad he's serious he can't speak this that and long so i knew and there is nothing much even that 5 minutes 10 minutes also i didn't know that they, i didn't think that he would be able to say anything it was just a, a futile attempt actually <clears throat> then uh, uh, he kept on speaking half an hour 15 minutes 20 minutes half an hour and i was wondering also what is it he's is continuing is not stopping yeah. and uh, slowly slowly by the time it was half an hour or so the voice the strength in the voice was building up and uh, that was a bit surprising thing for me and also i noticed that the facial expression of his was changing i i saw there was greater energy in his face the person on whom the death was very visible when i came into the room half an hour before now when he started speaking slowly i say about one hour before when he started speaking the facial expression started changing there was more, more energy in his voice there was more life force on his face so all these kind of things i felt that some change is taking place in him and then it went on half an hour 45 minutes one hour it's going non stop it went on for one and a half hours it and two hours two and a half hours, three hours it was i mean I, by that time he had uh, his voice was so normal there was so much strength in his voice his face also reflected that very clearly he was it, it didn't show that he was a sick man he was so much of change uh, life force on his face so all these things were very surprising to me no doubt but again i know though i have seen lot of miracles in all in my life i thought this is a temporary phenomenon i never thought some permanent miracle is going to is is happening i thought okay somebody talks about baba one definitely will feel good about it and all so then 
what happened for after three hours non-stop I had to go to a lawyer to take care of one dollar some legal problem and uh, then I told him see Akyananji I thought of only I told you only five minutes in the beginning now you have been speaking speaking non-stop for three hours we must be tired so let us stop here we will again continue tomorrow and that is the time he was first aware that he has been speaking so long. He had even forgotten the whole thing. He was so deeply immersed in, in, immersed in what he was speaking. And uh, now he forgot time and then he, then he suddenly remembered, did I speak for three hours? I said, yes, I came at 5, 5 o'clock, 5.30 we started, now it is 8.30. And uh, so let us stop here, we will again sit tomorrow. Then he suddenly remembered, at the time first he remembered that, that, that pain in his stomach has disappeared. He said, oh, my pain is gone. All these three hours he was not even conscious about it. And then uh, he said, my pain is gone. He started pressing and all, nothing. Then he said, see, I've been living with this pain for the last three, four months ever since the cancer got diagnosed. Or even before that, uh, I was suffering from this pain. And as a doctor, I know this is the symptom of cancer, but now that pain is gone. Then uh, I thought actually it is because of talking about Baba and then the devotional flow. He must have felt a little bit of spiritual happiness, spiritual enjoyment. And that is what is making him feeling relieved of the pain and all. That's what I was analyzing. And then uh, what happened? Uh, he said, it's a miracle. For the last three, four months, I've been constantly suffering this. And now, suddenly, for no reason, it has disappeared. He said, no, no, you don't go now. He, he asked me to stay. Another half an hour and on. Then I said, uh, I actually, I to go and meet a lawyer. And it was important to meet an appointment with him. The next day, some hearing was going to come up. So then at that time I told him, see, actually I'm going there for such and such purpose. And uh, tomorrow there's a hearing and I have to meet him for that. Then when he heard about the purpose, he said, okay, now you go there. But I tell you, some miraculous happened. I feel so good, I don't feel that I'm sick. And I never felt last three, four months, I never felt like this. I'm so healthy, so much energy I feel. And what he was telling was true because that was very clear from his face. And then uh, I went to the lawyer. Actually, you know, at the time also, I never thought it was going to be a permanent thing. I thought it's only a temporary thing, and again, after some time, you will get the pain. And uh, he, he started telling, see, I'm a doctor, I know this pain is the symptom of cancer, and now the pain is gone, means cancer also is gone, and I'm feeling so healthy. So then uh, I didn't pay much credence to it. I thought it's only temporary. Then I went to the lawyer, came back very late. The next morning after Panjana, I was in my room. And then one assistant, Dada, who was taking care of him, he came. He said, Dada is calling you with your register. That was a bit surprising for me. And then I rushed to his room. I asked, how are you, Kennedy? You're smiling. And he said, uh, I'm all right. I don't have any pain after that. I'm completely all right. I had a good sleep no symptom of any sickness of any kind. 
So I'm completely all right. He said, miracle, what has happened yesterday is a miracle. Then he said, I will not let you go. Come on, stay. <laughs> Another one hour, uh, he started narrating. I was just, even then I was only noting down. So he said, every day you come, I will, until my stock is exhausted, I will tell you all those things you note down. Then you can sit and record also. So it went on for almost a week, then uh, noting down every day. But every day, I, when I went to his room, first question I would ask is, how are you? And the reply is, I'm very good. <laughs> I thought that cancer may sneak in through somewhere, other, but it never came. And then uh, one week over, I stopped recording. But I, didn't, I stopped noting down. I didn't do his recording for, I think, another two, three years. <clears throat> but uh, I was watching what is happening. Then he, a few times I used to go in between and ask how his condition. He was telling, I am free from cancer, no pain, nothing. Absolutely, as that kind of, that is a different thing. That is not with, that what happened in the three, four months of the cancer. That's from a different personality, not Akhyananji. There's a different person. It was like that, that kind of feeling it was giving. So, then I understood, oh, some really some miraculous happened. But how long it's going to have, be like that, I don't I didn't know. <clears throat> and he was telling everybody, you know, I'm completely free from cancer. He had already three or four cycles of chemo by the time. He said, uh, no, I'm not going to take any more chemo, I don't need it. But then some dadas pressurized, you know, it's a very deadly disease. So let us be on the safe side. So let us, better you take the remaining chemo also. So under pressure he did it, or he didn't feel like taking. And after that, uh, then he was, uh, his, uh, what do you call, biopsy was taken and sent for analysis to Mumbai, the Tata Cancer Research Institute, the most famous in India. So from the report came, he's cancer free. And for 14 years he survived like that. He used to work very hard, up to some one hour, one, one, one o'clock in the morning, he used to be seeing patients. Because a lot of the patients whom, whom he was seeing were uh, laborers, poor people. They used to work all day at night, come back late, take bath and take food and all, then he used to come to him. So, even late 12 o'clock, one o'clock, he used to see patients. I told him several times, okay, don't work so hard. You have recovered from a very deadly disease. You have to give some rest to your body. And you know, every time you say, you know, my Baba has given me an extended life. And it was Baba who used to always tell us, Kaam karte karte maro, marte marte bhi karo. Mane, work while you die, and while dying also you do work. That is the message he used to tell us often. So I will live like that only. And then uh, nothing I said could persuade him to change. And he survived for 14 years like that. He was sick a few times. People thought that maybe the cancer has come back, but nothing, it never came. So in uh, 2018, uh, he had some uh, gastric problem. He was checking the patients in his, one of his clinics. He felt a little bit of gastric problem. So seeing his uneasiness, the, dog, the, the patients told, Dada, you please go now. I think you are not feeling well. 
ಇದನ್ನು ನನಗೆ ಈಸ್ ಅಲ್ಲಿ ಫಿನಿಶ್ಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ಅದನ್ನೆಲ್ಲ ಎಲ್ಲ ದೆನ್ ಹಿ ಕೇಮ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ದೆನ್ ಹಿ ಕೇಮ್ ವೆರಿ ಲೇಟ್ ಟು ಎಸ್ ರೂಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಕುಕ್ ಫುಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಫುಡ್ ಈನ್ ಟು ಟೇಕ್ ಈನ್ ಟು ಟೇಕ್ ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಂಡೀಷನ್ ಆಸ್ ಲಿಟ್ ಬಿಟ್ ಮೋರ್ ಸೀರಿಯಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಗ್ಯಾಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ ಪ್ರಾಬ್ಲಮ್ ಸೀರಿಯಸ್ ದೆನ್ ಹೀ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಗೋ ಟು ದಿ ಹಾಸ್ಪಿಟಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ರೂಬಿ ಹಾಸ್ಪಿಟಲ್ ಬರ್ ಹಿ ಇನಿಷಿಯಲಿ ಗಾಟ್ ಅಡ್ಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ಸರ್ ಡಯಾಗ್ನೋಸಿಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದಿ ಕೆಮೋಥೆರಪಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಸೊ ಈ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಗೋ ದರ್ ಹೀ ಆಸ್ಟ್ ಯು ಡ್ರೈವರ್ ಟು ಗೆಟ್ ದಿ ವೆಹಿಕಲ್ ರೆಡಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ದೇರ್ ವಾಸ್ ನೋ ಬಡಿ ಯು ಥಿಂಕ್ ಯು ವಾಸ್ ಅಲೋನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದಿ ಡ್ರೈವರ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ವೆನ್ ಟು ದಿ ಹಾಸ್ಪಿಟಲ್ as gpo he was mostly in copenhagen baba during reporting baba said see he he takes alcohol <laughs> baba said that one he takes alcohol that one you struggled how bad did take alcohol no 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 you are taking alcohol no punishing punishing why you took alcohol of course then he was very extra cautious that he should not take anything which may even indirectly contain alcohol next time again baba caught him why did he again take alcohol this time no baba this time i was extra careful i never took anything alcohol containing alcohol when you went for that meeting that particular day when you went there what happened you baba i did not take any food there but no but still you took alcohol how come i didn't take anything yeah after the lecture was over what do you, how did you what did you think you felt very proud of yourself that you could give very good lecture there baba said you know what is said in the shastra abhimanam surapanam gauravam gauravam when you feel proud that is like alcohol abhimanam surapanam gauravam gauravam that is your alcohol pratishtha shukri vishtha ಬಾಬುವಾ It was not moving. The signal is being given. It was not moving. <coughs> Some 15-20 minutes, <laughs> the train didn't move. And then one of Margi coming, running uh, with something in his hand. It, it, was a, it was a pot with milk for Baba. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yogurt for Baba. Mm-hmm. And the Margi brought and they were crying. He was thinking that Baba, Baba's train would have gone. So the Baba's train waited until he handed over the yogurt. The train did not move. 
There are so many such trains stopping. I was, I was just going to say, there's many of those with Baba. Eh? There's many train stopping Ah, many. <laughs> Baba is going to, to Gajipur, DMC, <coughs> from Jamalpur. Two stations from Jamalpur. There is one station, a small station called Karja, Karja. Kajra and Karja. Hmm. One Naval Kishore. Then one Vishwanandji, uh, Acharya, they were all there. One Naval Kishore was the attending secretary. Then <coughs> Baba, uh, stopped there in that small station hardly one or two minutes. But the train did move. The signal was being given and uh, the, this guard was showing the green flag. The train was not moving. <coughs> So Baba was, uh, Margis were enjoying because they were able to see Baba more long, for a longer time. And then, Baba was looking through the window somewhere, far off somewhere. Then they saw one, old, one woman is coming, running. And as she came to came closer to the train, Baba got down, she has come. Baba got down. She came and fell at Baba's feet started crying. Mm. And then some Margis wanted to ask her not to touch Baba. Baba said, no, no, please. <coughs> then after few minutes, Baba said, no, uh, <coughs> her name is Durga. Durga, please get up. No, I have to go. Please get up. Ah, no, no, what she did? She had brought some flower. You know, in, uh, in, in India, people wear sari. The end portion of the sari is called anchal. So they generally, sometimes they also use it for packing things. Or food, yeah, this packing also is like a, like a, like a, like a, what do you call, carry oh, they, bag. Yeah, they carry like a carry bag. Yeah, <laughs> Many things. They, they can use it for either when carrying the children or the carrying mm -hmm. some vegetable and some like that. So she opened that uh, anchal and um, there were some crumpled flowers. She offered it at Baba's feet, then Baba, she said, Baba, I don't want anything except you. I don't ask you anything. I only want you. Please take me in your shelter. Like that, she was crying. Baba was consoling her. Durga, don't worry. I am with you. I want you. <coughs> then, then Baba said, no. No, let me go. A lot of people are waiting on the way. Please let me go now. So she continued weeping. Then Baba went inside the compartment. She went to that window sill and holding that she was crying. Baba blessed her. Then the train started moving. Margis, Baba was only looking at her. <coughs> Margis were travelling with Baba, they didn't understand what is the speciality of this woman that Baba stopped, delayed the train so much and uh, she was crying and what is the... Something is there behind this. What is it? They didn't understand. After some time Baba said, you know, he, her name is Durga. She is from a nearby village. She, <coughs> she lost her husband some three years back. And uh, after that, she was very devoted to me, and also she had a small 
son around 5-6 years. So we were the only two attachments for her in, in her life. One is one her son, another is me. And uh, this morning, uh, two days back, the son became sick and the, the, the son passed away this morning. And the body is lying at home. She came to see me and she was not crying because of the death of her son. She was crying because she was. She thought that maybe I, she will learn, uh, She will miss me. The train would go before she, she came. So when she saw the train is still waiting, emotionally she cried. And uh, you know, so she's a great devotee. And she does a lot of sadhana every day. She does long sadhana. Then this Naval Kishore who was with Baba. Baba, how the providence is so cruel. Her husband died. She is, she's also not, uh, she's very poor woman. Her husband died. Now her only position was her son. The, the providence has taken away the son also. So how cruel it is. Baba became a bit serious. You know, behind everything there is some benevolent intention. But to understand that, you, your ordinary mind can understand the benevolence behind all the happenings. <clears throat> this woman, she doesn't have a long life. She does sadhana so much. And, and she is not going to survive long. And I want that after this she should not have any more life, rebirth. She will become one with me. But if the son is with her, the last thought will be, oh, what will happen to my son? Mm. She will have a distraction. So I, I wanted that she should be without any distraction. When she leaves the body, I should be the only, the only person in her mind, nothing else, not even her son or anything else. Mm. So what has happened is a blessing for her. Mm. And after she passes away, she will not have rebirth. So this is the benevolence behind, there is a benevolence behind what has happened. And uh, a few days later, news came. That she, has, she was doing sadhana in the morning, did Guru Puja and did not get up. Baba said, she is, she has, she is having this Radha Bhav. She is a, a Radha Bhav devotee. So many such Baba sees what is the feeling in the mind. All the other things are so superficial. I am also looking for that. <laughs>